1: Sarah, you've heard of the the one chip challenge, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a TikTok thing, isn't it?
0: It was for a while.
1: Yeah, it apparently still is. Um, to me, it just sounds... I mean, but there's all kinds of these, right? I mean, this is the one that we're talking about because um, it's a thing where the, there's these ridiculously hot tortilla chips. They're made with Carolina Reaper and naga viper peppers i've never even heard of that one carolina reaper peppers are apparently the the hottest scientifically it's been determined um so what what you have to do is they're sold in a package have you ever bought it sarah you ever seen it you ever bought it i haven't bought it but i mean i've read the warnings and stuff it's just one chip in a package right that's all you get pretty much yeah Yeah, you just get one of these ridiculously, stupidly hot tortilla chips in a package. And the thing is, you have to eat it. And then you're supposed to see how long you can go without drinking or eating anything to try and get yourself some relief. Because this thing is stupid hot, right? Well, this particular challenge is over. For now, at least, a 14-year-old kid in Massachusetts died. And his parents say it was the one-chip challenge that killed him. Now, they're investigating um and uh, that hasn't been determined definitively by authorities but his parents are pretty adamant and pretty clear that that's what happened to this 14 year old boy uh in massachusetts now as a result the chips have been pulled from store shelves in canada and in the united states can't get them while well, this case is investigated but you know this isn't new this is just the latest example these kinds of challenges have gone on for years the question though is why have they gone on for years and and have they gone just too far have we uh got to the point where it's just absolutely absurd i think clearly we have but let's find out how we got there we're going to speak with Alyssa truco who is associate professor of psychology at florida international university um Alyssa, did i get the name correct alisa yep i apologize um okay these challenges, these eating these spicy foods, it's not new. I mean, these things, I mean, years ago, I judged a hot wing eating contest. So we've always done these kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, sure. Is it different? It seems to me that it's gotten to the point where, I mean, if you're talking about a hot wing, it's food, but this one chip thing, it's different. It, it, it seems like it's moved into a different category altogether. Do you think that's that's where we're at?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think the real issue here is who is most vulnerable to these challenges, especially these social media or online yeah. challenges. We've seen companies time and time again try to take advantage of teens who are especially susceptible to uh, risk-taking behaviors. So another example that's not a challenge is um, Juul, Juul and jewel Labs because this is a risk-taking behavior and adolescents are really primed to engage in kind of like these risky behaviors, thinking that maybe they're not going to necessarily lead to uh, negative consequences. And, you know, something like vaping was uh, touted as being really for a regular adult cigarette yeah. smokers and not teens. But it's really unlikely that an adult smoking marble reds would turn to a fruit-flavored vape. <laughs> Similarly with these like... Um, tortilla chips like which adult is going to spend money on one single you know single chip to experience all the negative side effects from eating something super spicy so i think companies have to be more mindful of how these challenges are especially risky for teenagers
1: and teenagers and you mentioned something and i think this is a big part of it you said social media and that's where a lot of this gets played out right
0: for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the aspect of social media, especially in, in the past couple years, teens are on social media and their devices nearly constantly. Um, and the, the thing is with social media is that they're really trying to gain social status like yeah. likes, comments, um, platforms such as X, YouTube, and TikTok. And these users really select what they post on social media. So teens who are engaging in these challenges are probably depicting a more glamorized version of these challenges or needing to drink water or drink milk or eat ice cream, they're not posting videos of them writhing in pain or throwing up. So this leads to others to think that there are really few risks associated with these challenges. So social media is... Um, nearly constantly showing these glamorized depictions of these challenges, and it's really piquing teens' curiosity and taking part of this and not depicting the, the potential ramifications of engaging in these challenges.
1: You're absolutely right, and the psychology around why you would want to do something that you know, and you see other people suffering as a result of, but still, you know, people want to do Is that psychology, like you say, you're just looking for the attention, you're looking for the clicks? Is it part of, you know, getting approval? Is it part of belonging like what motivates us and especially teens to say, you know what? That looks awful. I want to try it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I think you know, for adolescents, it's really uh, the status, the social status, the popularity. This really reigns supreme for teenagers. So teens are invested in pressing others to gain social capital. Sometimes this involves having the newest iPhone. The iPhone 15 just came out, yeah. or sneakers. Uh, but other times it involves something riskier, like these types of challenges, like the cinnamon challenge, the Benadryl challenge, the Tide Pod challenge. And the the reason why adolescents are more vulnerable to these is uh, actually a bi- biological thing. Um, So reward centers of the brain, such as those activated when gaining social status and popularity, like likes or clicks, um, develops much more quickly than areas of the brain having to do with decision making or stopping to think about possible consequences. So these areas of the brain don't develop until like mid-twenties. So that's probably why you don't see a lot of adults grabbing the chips off the shelf. Uh, off the shelf but obviously there's exceptions to the rule i know some adults have been engaging in these challenges as well
1: i'm wondering and i think this is probably the tragic downside of this they have pulled these chips off of store shelves right now because there's this tie to this this kid who tragically died um you would Mm -hmm. think most people would think well that's it this this chip challenge is done but part of me says no no if they do come back if it, it probably just adds to the cachet it would be even more attractive for some people wouldn't it
0: yeah, um, you know, I think uh, even like the, the marketing or the branding, like I know these chips had like for adults only, that's only going to peak uh, teenagers' interest. So when you know something is, you're not supposed to do it, you're even more likely yeah. to be interested. And the fact that it is getting so much uh, publicity is peaking other people's interest. So this is how these challenges, you know, happen time and time again, um, because especially through social media, you're getting so much much attention on the product. And, uh, you know, people like uh, Hershey and the people who made these chips know that these types of products sell. So it's all about uh, making the bucks.
1: Exactly. I mean, is there any way, I mean, kids are going to be kids. Uh, and and like you say, a lot of it is sort of wanting to belong. It's the online community. It's it's peer pressure in a way. Is there a way to protect your kids against this? I mean, it's it, 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 you would say it's just common sense, but hey, we were all kids and common sense didn't matter all the time
0: right yeah well i think you know this problem really involves uh you know various people taking action i think certainly the companies making these products i know that this isn't the first warning sign for this product in particular i know in california new mexico there have been reports of teenagers getting sick from from these chips so I think that it's really important that we you know, only put products on the market that are, are safe. So just like we recall uh, products from the market that have other kind of like warnings, these should have been removed much earlier when there were these early warning signs. More generally in terms of what we can do for these challenges, um, parents I think is really important that they stay on top of these trends to not only keep their eyes out for these products in the home but also to have open conversations with their children about these challenges and potential negative consequences yeah. I think another um, thing that we can do from a, a public health standpoint is leveraging social media so for if teens are getting a lot of messages uh, you know these glamorized depictions of these challenges maybe offering a counter point and showing a more realistic uh, depiction of the the risks and the harms of using these products as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And illustrate that. And like we say, with kids, sometimes it doesn't always matter, but at least it it helps in some way. Uh, Alisa, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here today.